from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. seems like forever the tennis revolution is back <laughs> got one other question for you know who else is back he is back so uh i don't know how copywriting works we never use anything <laughs> on this really uh some clips with anyone's permission <laughs> that's true um but you know that was Two and a half seconds or three seconds of Chris Rock and uh, what was it? Down to Earth. Down to Earth. One of his classics. Of course. <laughs> with Chris Rock, um, who uh, came back. I think when that movie came out was the last time Tiger was one. Might have been. <laughs> but uh, he's got a great scene where he says, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger to Woods, y'all. It's fantastic. And Tiger Woods is back. I texted you. We were going to try. To, we were going to think about recording a day early because all the clay courts are in tournaments were inconsequential, <laughs> um, right? But I'm glad we didn't because we get to talk about Tiger Woods, y'all. That's right. That used to be my favorite uh, PlayStation game was Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods, y'all. Back when he was winning, country version of Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of weird. It was like a flashback to see that. It was. Uh, at some point, I can't remember what year, it was definitely after his wife beat him with a golf club. <laughs> now ex-wife, Tiger was ex-wife, beat him with a golf club. But there was uh, some discussion on who would win a major first again, Federer or Tiger Woods. That's right, because Federer had a drought for a while. He had a drought. Boy, did that <laughs> question get in. I picked Federer. I, I really did, actually. <laughs> Uh, but even if I didn't, I would tell you I did, but right. I actually did. And uh, and I didn't know if Tiger would ever win one again, and boy, was I wrong. Barely. Yeah, and like you said, it's you're always playing the course, which is a little different you know, than playing specific opponents, but yeah. obviously the achievement is still the achievement. Speaking of playing the course versus courts, oh, baby. <laughs> Something that falls right in line with what we talked about maybe, I don't know, last week or week before, where, and, and we, I've mentioned it before on the pod, that we could run the entire season at one facility in Miami or in California. <laughs> right. The entire ATP season could be run at one facility. Yeah, because you've got different weather, different surfaces. You've already got everything you need. And guess what? It might be happening. Oh, yeah? That's a tease. That's that. I'm playing the long game here on that one. We'll talk about that after the break because I'm fired up. I, I think I have a new favorite player. Uh-oh. And it's not Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> a, new, a favorite new tennis player. And, of course, it's a man, of course, because I'm sexist. I'm not. And neither, and neither is he. There's your first hint. Oh, there you go. Not telling you. Uh, yeah, so it was exciting because... People, at least in the U.S., I don't know how the rest of the world is, but people in in the U.S. really connect 
the two sports of tennis and golf. Now, maybe not people in each industry, in each sport, uh, but people outside the sport certainly connect them. They're the country club sports, right? Right. Uh, rich white people sports, if you will. Um, and I will say that golf is super expensive to play. <laughs> I don't care how many you know programs you help to to get people. I mean, I need a program to help me play. <laughs> it's expensive. It is. Do you play ever? I've played once this year, and I was kind of even then surprised at how expensive it was. Did you play at a muni, a public? I played it. It was yeah. It was it wasn't a city course, but it was public, and it was just a nine hole course. Yeah, nobody's gonna let you into a private. <laughs> crazy. And um, and I will say on TV, I didn't see many non-white uh, spectators, so they haven't really got out of that. Uh, despite Tiger Woods' success, they haven't gotten out of that. Um, demographic. So, you, so you, what you're saying is people are col- of color are racist against golf. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Not at all. Oh. Um, I just think it has a strong white following as it always has. Um, It's just so doggone exp- It's so expensive. But I'll tell you, it is, ex- I mean, to upkeep a, uh, an 18-hole course has to be, I mean, I know how much effort it takes just to cut my little pitiful yard. <laughs> um. So 18, you know, every every golf hole is 500 times bigger than my yard. Right. And then do it 18 times. What's 18 times 500 quick? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess there's a reason it's, it, it, it's expensive, but 19,000. Uh, is it really? Yeah, something like that. Did you do that on your phone? No. What? 19,000. Man, you've got a bigger calling than this podcast. <laughs> I suggest you go find it right now. But, um yeah i mean it's it's got to be expensive and the thing is i think what you're saying is to be good at golf it's expensive like everybody can afford to go play golf you want to play on the worst course and borrow some equipment but i mean to be good at it you're gonna have to spend a ton yeah yeah um i mean tennis you have the numbers issue so if you go get on a soccer field one ball one field 22 children right basketball one ball you know, 10 children, boom, you're playing basketball. Tennis, it's four at the most. Right. And you need one ball and four <laughs> rackets. But, right. But, you know, once you have a racket, you can use it forever. Yeah. So that, that's, that's something. Yeah. Um, but, and you have free courts to use. But one thing, one thing that I think, uh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, there is no free golf course. <laughs> Although kids play free at a lot of golf courses from what i understand oh yeah 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 so i've been wearing like those little hats with propellers <laughs> on them and little short shorts trying to walk on my knees to go out there and it just never but you works. did that before you even played golf yeah yeah oh yeah yeah just a side benefit of my lifestyle um sorry i got a good visual there glad we don't have anything on instagram <laughs> so if uh so why does that matter besides Tiger Tiger Woods y'all winning um, the Masters? The first first uh, major he's won in 10 years and the first um, Masters in 14. So this is not a golf podcast. <laughs> to be fair, we talk about a lot of sports right. a lot, but why would I possibly be talking about golf and Tiger Tiger Woods as, as it relates to this podcast? Can anybody guess? Well, I think it's a lot to do with what you said about how tennis and golf are always so linked and i mean there's various avenues we could talk about how older people are doing better in sports wrong. All, everything you just said is wrong <laughs> so the reason is i'll save you the embarrassment <laughs> thank you so the re- the reason is that our sport 
and golf, first of all, are individual sports. And secondly, uh, they are not the most popular. Plus, you have a heavy usage and a heavy wattage, and they can often be different. So in other words, no one plays football and watches football anymore. Right. But tennis and golf are both lifetime sports, and so you can have that group that watches that doesn't play, but you also have that group that still plays, and, and you know they watch to, to varying degrees. So they, they have some similarities. And again, they are linked in the sense that they're thought of as wealthier types. Don't you sports. think that's funny that the sports that are the least played are the most watched? Hmm. You'd think that would yeah, make maybe. no sense. No, because they're waste. They don't want to waste their time on the couch watching it when they could go play it. Yeah, but they can't play football. They're living vicariously through, you know, right. whoever. Anyway, so you take those two sports, and there are a lot of similarities. And one thing that you that you notice, because I haven't watched golf really with any regularity in. I don't know since when. A long probably since Tiger was winning, right? Since his infidelity issues <laughs> with Perkins waitresses, so eight or ten years at least, probably. So, but now I was attempting to watch the Masters very much, and by the way, their app is dope. <laughs> oh yeah, the Masters app is unbelievable. Um, and so, yes, every Grand Slam tournament. The majors, please, please, please call whoever made the Masters app and and uh, you know get them to make yours because it's fantastic. Anyway, that's funny because I thought the coverage was you know sub-par. mediocre, but having the app- come on now subpar, <laughs> come on now. Well, but subpar for golf means good. No, you're so- yes, yeah, <laughs> but or uh, yeah, subpar that that phrase, below it par. Right. It means worse than par. Right. So um, in your face. But yeah, that it's funny they kept promoting the app, and I'm like, why do I need the app? I'm watching it right now. But you're saying you're telling me why. But uh, anywho, uh, so but one thing that dawned on me is that man, Tiger Woods, and quite frankly, every other golfer on the planet, professional golfer, knows this and parrots this same sentiment, and they better. Golf is just better with Tiger. Matter of fact, I would say golf is only watchable. That's not. That's a little strong. <laughs> it, that that's a little strong. But what a difference Tiger Tiger Woods y'all makes. Oh, we're gonna see the difference. You know, when the ratings come out tomorrow, even with it being you know four hours earlier than it was supposed to be, those ratings are gonna be huge. And ticket sales for the next tournament Tiger's in now because. Right. Not only is he limping along and playing, oh, wait, now he's a major winner again. Wow. Wow. And I thought, what I will say positive about the covers, they didn't, you know, monopolize it just on Tiger at all times. You know, they did a good job of kind of spreading around with the people that were in contention. Well, so the idea to me, so what, what I'm getting at is I think golf is desperately dependent on a player and only one player to get golf to that level. And now I am impressed. Don't start with me. Don't <laughs> at me or whatever people say. I get it. All these players are fantastic. Man, I really am a fan of Rory McIlroy. 
Uh, and really, no, not came, after he broke poor Caroline's I heart. No, huh? <laughs> no, but that's where I got to really kind of. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, because he he had a connection to tennis. Right. So now I sort of had a connection to him, sort of. You know. Right. Uh, and so I started following him at that point. But and then he. And then he dumps her and has a fantastic run, like the run, like his career run. Yeah, and they um, both did. Hers just took a little longer. It fizzled, yeah. Um, so anyway, so I'm looking at that from the standpoint of men's tennis, and I and I think to myself, wow, at least we're not that dire, right? First of all, we have three players that are major stars on the men's side. And we have one who's a little younger than the other two and less beat up, believe it or not, even though he's had, you know, an issue, but he's back. And I think that between those three and then maybe Djokovic, so in other words, the big three, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, and Djokovic being a little younger and, and, and is able gonna, to, to be able to last a little bit longer, I think once they're gone, he'll get his due because now he's the guy that's going to have to carry men's tennis. So you think if... And his dumb Lego... He needs to get a Lego um, <laughs> sponsorship. sponsorship immediately. Let's say that Tiger quadruple bogeyed the 13th and you know was five strokes back. What percentage drop do you think the ratings would have had at that Oof, point? A lot. Like 50%? I don't know. I'm not that smart, but I... The only it, reason I ask is, is there any male player that when they lose in a tournament, it's a comparable drop? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because if Federer drops and he still had Nadal Djokovic, I think you would still have the ratings and the attendance the next day. Well, and again, that overhyping of the next gen and even the next next gen, at least they've forced upon us the idea that somebody's good at tennis besides those. They're wrong. They're lying. (laughs) But at least we have some sense that, okay, we can replace the all-timers here. Well, and one difference in tennis is that people always want to see the person who beat, like if some virtual unknown beat Federer, a lot of people are going to tune in the next round to see oh, who's this guy that beat Federer. The benefit of you know head-to-head stuff versus golf, where it's it's you know you're playing the course, and right. if the course kicks your butt that day and you're out, then everybody's bailing. Yeah, no one's going to say this guy made a better score than Tiger yeah, on this I hole. Got, he must be better. Let's watch him. Right. Um, yeah. No, I agree with you. I think uh, I, I think there is a little residual benefit when one of the big three loses. By the way, speaking of the big three. Uh, I got yelled at on either Twitter or the email oh, or something, um, and they didn't say any bad words. I don't. I, I don't think they said <laughs> any bad words, but I think they said effing, or uh, like, or they might have used like. Don't tell me they're saying we should be saying Big Four. No. Oh, okay. No, I was about to say because that term has long been long gone. Let me see. As here. it should be. Yeah. So. Um, Corey is the worst of all. No, 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 no. That's it. That's, that that's, was your text, not the from, Twitter. Yeah, that's that was my personal. I can't find it. Golly, I'm the worst. I am the worst. Maybe it. Oh, maybe it was on Twitter. I don't know how to find these things. When the little red number pops up, you know you're asking the wrong person. I know, but on anything. So you get text messages, right? Because right? I know you ignore mine. <laughs> so when I get a test text message, some kind of little indicator comes up. Hey, you right. got something. And so I just push buttons until that something comes up. And then after that, I don't know. And let me tell you what I want. Invent this okay. and you should be a billionaire. I want you to be able to keep that red dot there. 
like, okay, that was important. I need to look, come back and look at that later. Whatever it was, whether it was tweet, oh. Facebook message, text. Because it's like you said, as soon as you read it, it's gone and you don't know how to find it again. Right, right, right. There huh. should be a way to mark this as like save this message. You could even have a separate app just for saved important, you know, messages or whatever. Oh, here you go. At, so, I all right. So, if you're on Twitter, you're public, right? Should I give out the things, the, the person's... Well, yeah, they posted it publicly, right? It wasn't a message to you. I don't think you can privately message anything. I don't think so on Twitter. But then he followed us too, by the way. <laughs> So, Fed at Fed Fan Forever. So if <laughs> no you, bias there. If you agree with this person, by all means, follow them and tell them that he's right and that we suck. Because we might. <laughs> uh oh, he did use a bad word. <laughs> I don't like how you guys rag on Fetter every F N episode. <laughs> F N. Thank you for not insulting my precious ears uh weak era my ass <laughs> wow that's strong uh you are just butthurt oh my i mom. hate that phrase but I, i'm not whatever a fan of it you know but it's 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 quite used you are you guys are just butthurt that fetter is like 1003 <laughs> against americans <laughs> he's not there's no chance he's he's a thousand <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line though <laughs> <laughs> I'm really laughing. I didn't laugh the first time I saw it because I just read it like, you know, like I'm outside. In the car sunny, or something. Or at practice or whatever. And I see it. And now I'm reading it. That's funny. One, and all of those three are all retired probably. 1,003. And the only three were against Roddick. <laughs> Damn it. In like meaningless tournaments. That's Roddick, a great, that's come a great, back. That's a great line. Um, I bet you he is not 1,003 against <laughs> Americans. I don't think you can search. In slams, I bet that's pretty accurate. I mean, not 1,000. He's in 1,000 matches in his life, but... He hasn't played 1,000 no. matches. Well, in his life since he was like two, <laughs> maybe. I think he's got... He just got like 700 wins or 800 wins or something. Oh, but, man. But no, that that would be a valid argument if we also hated Nadal and Djokovic and every other pro player because every other pro, pro player has a record like that against Americans nowadays. I'm sure Nadal's record against Americans is as good as Federer's, if not better. Right. So here's what I hate. I hate Djokovic's Lego hair. <laughs> I hate his dumb heart thing. But I like all three players. I even like Andy. How about that? Oh. How about that? I mean, not except for his Except for his... Uh, Equal, equal equality views. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I'm <laughs> fake one, equality I'm, views. I'm all. It's called virtue signaling. But I'm all for 100 percent all for equality. But he tries to insert it every single time. Right. Like right now. I believe you meant the greatest uh, male player ever. Right. Meanwhile, you're you're at uh, the nearest women's tournament is eight thousand miles away <laughs> on the other side of the world. But yeah, yeah, you're right, Andrew. Uh, you got me off topic. So yeah, so we don't hate Fetter. I don't know. I don't hate Fetter. Well, we hate the rest of the field for not being able to beat him after twenty years. Right, it's pitiful. And I hate that. What I hate is that Fetter is still able to win. It's not because I don't like Fetter. I don't like Golden State winning four years in a row. I don't like anybody winning. I mean, we've seen that enough. All right, so the Patriots disregard the you know spa scandal. I'm not talking about the spa scandal. That's a whole separate issue. Don't don't get into that. I don't care. That's a separate non tennis podcast related issue. Um, but the Patriots. I mean, they're like a thousand and three against the Steelers, 
in AFC Championship games. Right. I'm sure of it. And you hate them, point proven. And I hate them because that's my team. But when I step back a second, I'm like, wow, they are absolutely dominant. And all those teams have the same amount of cap money, the same rules, the same everything right. to go and try and beat these teams. And the draft is set up in such a way that the crappier teams get good players and it's supposed to equal it out and all the rest of it. Yeah, the good teams actually get punished. So, you know, and, and they still dominate. They still dominate. And it, and it sickens me. But that's not how I feel about Federer and Nadal. And it, 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 to me, it'd be if I was mad at the rest of the NFL because they got half the salary cap that <laughs> New England did. Basically, the entire ATP tour is playing with half the salary cap <laughs> of the big three. Well, and so I love Fetter dearly, <laughs> but he's not as great as Pete. Well, prime example. Let's say that Tiger Woods win today was his 14th year in a row to win. Right. Would that be as big of a story as what it was today? Obviously not. No. And so Federer, to me, winning five titles every year is not a big story. That's just more of a story of how big of a gap there is between him and everybody else. But but it can't be because he's that amazing because we've talked about the reasons why. Well, the golf analogy, the only way it falls short is because we actually have a real comparison, a hard line that we can judge whether somebody's above or below it. And that's the fact that the courses haven't changed. I mean, give or take, but right. golf is still the same, and you're not playing as people. Yeah, You're playing against a course, and your scores are judged relative to other people, but from the tee box to the hole is still the same distance. The same trees are still in the way. Uh, same sand traps. I don't know. Whatever else golf <laughs> things. I'm trying to think of all the places I end up. Behind trees, <laughs> in the sand, in the water, not in the hole. The bar after. I've finished a fair amount of golf holes without putting the ball in the hole. I just yes. pick up, say some bad words, and, <laughs> and move on before the people behind me try to. But uh, but yeah, so you're talking about a little bit different comparison. To get mad at Tiger, it's kind of hard because you can say, wow, he's dominating. And he's dominating with scores that are all-time great scores, which you can compare through time. Right. You can't send Federer back to 87 yeah you can't send them back to you know you know hot tub time machine style and have them play and so we do have this argument this is it's a valid argument to consider i don't know if we're right right no i know we are but you know argumentative you know i don't know if we're right but it's it's a it's a reasonable discussion to look at to hey he's dominating or these three are dominating right is it because they're the greatest ever or is there a chance that this period of time there's a lull? Why can't there be? Right. And what I always want to ask is, well, the question I always do ask, but the person's never here to answer is, is Federer better now than he was five to seven years ago? And if he is... How about 10 to 12 yeah, years ago? Any, and if he is, he'd be the first player in history to be better. And like, there's no way to prove that. But if he isn't, then the only other answer is that the people he's playing are worse. Because there's no other explanation. Put it this way. Even if he's exactly the same, no one is getting better. No one. The number three player in the world, by the way, just lost in the first round last <laughs> week. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, it the only, the only discussion to have in regard to the big three 
is if they win, why is it? It's not about strategy anymore with those three. It's not about we know exactly what they do. Right. Everyone knows exa- every coach of every player knows what they do. Right. Now, there might be some slight variations in terms of how he plays. Well, of course, because he's getting older. Nobody else would know that. But he's making <laughs> adjustments because of that. So, no, he's not getting better. Um, but none of these other children are getting better. It's unbelievable. Right. And the, and the worst part is, here's the worst part. Here's my worst fear. Is that they're just going to retire and be too old to play anymore. And that's why somebody beats them. Right. If he is 45 years old winning Grand Slams, can somebody <laughs> please agree with me? 45 years, please win a Grand Slam when you're 45. Please, well, please, please. And I also think it's funny that these hardcore Federer fans that are saying he's the greatest ever when he's literally going to be passed in about two years by Djokovic and or Nadal in slams. So, I mean, let's just hold the hold the reins back a little bit and by on the way, being the greatest ever. By the way, so I've been saying, I mean to cut you off, but this is important and I'll forget because <laughs> I'm not bright. I've been saying that if you make an argument for Federer being the greatest, then you're also making my argument for Djokovic being the greatest. Right. Because he's about to do everything, but you know what their counter is? He didn't have variety or something. He didn't have Federer and, and Nadal. Oh, yeah. And then when they retire, they won't have him. So what they're saying is the only people that are any good in this era <laughs> are those three. Right. They rest my case. If, yeah, if, Nadal, if Djokovic wins five after Federer and Nadal are gone... Is the way he passed him because he knew to beat Federer at all. Yeah, okay. you know, you know, you're going to hear that. They didn't. They didn't beat Sampras and Agassi for theirs. So now, yeah. what are you telling me? Why? Well, I, I just think it's great that they've they've pinned all their hopes on the Grand Slams because Djokovic will have passed him in every other category and every probably other slams too. And eventually, slams might be last, and that's fine. Right, but he'll have the weeks at number one. He'll have the Masters titles. He'll have the year ends number one. He'll have everything. Total wins. More, he'll, he'll by far surpass Federer on clay in every category. Yeah, and I like Federer more than Djokovic. I'm just saying that you have to put in perspective if you, what somebody's doing. If you picked all three players, if you took the big three and said, which one do you like best? For me, it's Federer. Man, Federer's first because I like, number one, I'm a one I like I like a one-hander. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just partial. Uh, but he's definitely an all-court player. Now, Nadal's come around, and Djokovic has the ability, but not, he doesn't have that ability. He can finish off volleys because he puts people in, in a position where they can't, you know, hit good passing shots. But right. Federer has really, you know, he's got the best volley um, physically, but also the best net game overall. Um, so he's a better all-court player, which I like. Uh, partly as a player, but also as a coach, too. It's fun. Because uh, he's got more options. And I'll tell you, I think Djokovic has passed Nadal to me for second. I mean, the raw, ferocious, you know, ability of Nadal is an impressive sight to watch. But man, Djokovic is just, he's like a bulldozer that you can't even hear coming. He's just nonstop, man. Right. He cannot do anything against that guy. He covers the court like nobody's business. And Nadal's supposed to be that guy. But Nadal's got to be 27 feet behind the baseline to do that. Right. Nadal, Nadal, you know, can can you know turn offense to defense and all that kind of stuff, but he's got to do it with, 
you know, these miraculous angles with his ridiculous Western grip. And Djokovic does it with just his sheer, you know, uh, I don't know what to call it, but I mean, he's just he's just always in position. Straight relentless, basically. Always in position. Always. So anyway, so yes, Federer, Federer is one out of the big three. Federer's one, and then uh, I'm going to have to go Djokovic, and then Nadal. And, and obviously, when their careers are over, who knows when that'll be, we will have you know a true debate on this at some point, but... I say the same thing about the Patriots you brought up. They get a free pass to the playoffs every year because of what division they're in. And you can't tell me that doesn't make a difference in your chance to success, you know, when you have that happening. So it it does make a difference on who you play. Yeah. Now, to be fair, they win every other game they play also. (laughs) However, but no, no, no. It definitely makes it easy when you're 6-0 and out of the gate. Yeah. Um, So you can't say that those things don't matter. And they matter to these three guys. Now... Is there something to be said for the fact that the big three are dramatically better than everybody else? That matters. Right. That, that is, I mean, they could also be bad in this era of tennis, but they're not. Right. And so that matters. That means something. So, uh, honestly, I'm indifferent when th- people like think I'm trashing their guy, except for the fact that I will say – as much as we come at this era, I think I, me in particular, probably forget to also say, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> they certainly are all three in the argument for greatest of all time. Well, and you've said many times, if you drop Federer into 1992, he might have 20 slams. He might. But he wouldn't. He might not. They wouldn't be, he wouldn't be gathering as easily as he is now. You know, he would have had to work a lot harder for the 20. I think so. Uh, Every round. Right. Again, I, I mean, there's a million things we talk about. How many Hall of Famers will be from this era? If <laughs> it, well, How many Hall of Famers will be from this era that meet the same statistical qualifications right. that they did in the 90s, e- even early 2000s? Yeah. Um, not a lot. Right. So anyway. All right. Who cares? <laughs> And by the way, we don't like American tennis either. So I don't care if he's a thousand. No, three. that honestly doesn't matter to me at all. Um, I mean, I want Ameri- I want the greatest of all time right now to be an American coming up. But right. I mean, that kid's 12 right now, unfortunately. I mean, I'm sad for Roddick because of how many times he lost to Federer in big moments. But that's so, yeah, the fact that Federer beat a player I liked did add a little dislike to me to him. But I don't blame him for being good. That's like saying, you know, I hate Michael Jordan because he always always beat, you know, I was a Carl Malone fan or whatever. I mean, were you really? It's just no, but I'm oh, just saying. Goodness. But I'm like, but he's. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to cancel. But I'm podcast. saying he's better. Like just because the other guy's better than me, I don't, I don't hate him for that reason. It's just. Uh, well, I to clarify, I like all three play. I don't like any of them. I don't know them. <laughs> but relative to the comments and what what people mean by that. I like all three. Right. I like all three. They're all winners. They're all champions. They're all all all-time greats. I just don't know if they're the all-time great or if if they ever will be. And Federer, the best of all time, losing record against both of them. So that's uh, my other argument that I always use. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Um, So that, you know. You mean, what are you talking about? Oh, he's got a losing record against both Nadal and Djokovic. Right. right? Djokovic has a winning record against both of them. He does, yeah. 
Well, the good news is I can tell you about my new favorite player, somebody I can say I do like. I don't Uh-oh. know him still, but I do like him, and we will talk about him when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, you've been waiting <laughs> with bated breath. Someone has replaced Benoit Pair on the list of uh, now wait players. for it. Now wait for it. Benoit Pair got him a W in Marrakesh. Uh-uh, see, so he's my again. He's my wild card. To, again, it'll have to be when they're all forty five, <laughs> but he will upset one of the big three eventually. Benoit Pair. He'll upset them, just not by winning. He'll his, upset them without bad he is. His dumb beard or his platinum <laughs> hair. Uh, yeah, so he wins Marrakesh, which, I mean, look, it's a tournament. <laughs> we, you know, it, it's a, you know, it exists. Right. Um, 250s are fine. You know, I, I don't think they're going to change the world. It's like the match play tournament before the Masters we were talking about. Yeah. It's, it, it's interesting, but it's yeah. there. It, yeah, it's a golf tournament. Uh, so Marrakesh is the tournament. By the way, Morocco. Um, not a lot of water around there. Marrakesh <laughs> is in the desert. Yes. I was looking at it on Google Maps. Crazy. Perfect for clay cords. Uh, yeah, they just, yeah, why not? So uh, we also had the American. By the way, somebody corrected me. It's not green clay. What I meant was it's American clay. No, I think it has been green clay every year, but this year. Or last year and this year. Was but it? Yeah, it's definitely been green clay, of course. I, um, this was the first year I noticed it being red. But maybe uh, maybe it was last Might year, Might have been too. last year, too. Yeah, but it's definitely been green before. Um, and I think it's funny how now no Americans can win it now that it's not green. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is, though... Damn that Federer and beating these Americans. I don't know if it's the exact same clay. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's probably the same. It's just red. Probably the same I as it was before. I bet you it's true, but it's red. I Yeah. But they... Do you think that adds a little bit of credibility? Because I think that's the only reason they did it. Oh, to paint it red? Yeah, like, oh, it's a real clay court. <laughs> it might be some closer version. Maybe it's exactly that. It could be exactly that. I don't I don't know. Because um, I can't think of any other reason to change it unless the players requested it. I mean, the surface is red clay, but it <laughs> won't say, it doesn't say hard true. Yeah. Because hard true is a green stuff, but as we've seen, you can change the color of clay if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm not, it just says red clay, which I don't like because it <laughs> definitely doesn't look the same, right? So much darker red and it looks, it doesn't look as fine. No, it which the red clay is more fine. That green clay or the hard true is it, the granules are thicker and I think it's still the same. I think it's still hard true. Yeah. And so when I said that, I meant the same clay, green, red doesn't matter obviously to me. Uh, if, it, if it's that that clay, you know, that American clay, if right. you know, that's really what I was getting at. But anyway, where was I? <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. So I've got a new favorite player. And was he in the U.S. tournament or ah, Marrakesh? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? So, 
Oh, by the way, so yeah, yeah, our American tournament here. Um, typically, Americans dominate, <laughs> mainly because nobody else comes down to play. Right. Uh, but this time, they did not. Now that it's red, they got other people to come play. <laughs> they, they ran from it. <laughs> nobody told them it was actually. And they might go back to green next year. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, we, uh, did you, do you have the semi uh, final lineup <laughs> in front of you again? Because it was. Oh, well, yeah, rude. Uh, rude for you to bring it up. Uh, Garen, who was the, uh, who were the two finalists? Already forgotten. Rude and Garen. Oh, there you go. So I can't tell you they beat then. Uh, now I had it up. Oh, here it is. Sorry. Uh, I'm the worst. Galen, who I'd never heard of, and obviously Sam Query, who we know. But D. Galen, Daniel Galen, Galan, yeah. mm-hmm. have never heard of him. And he lost to Rude in the semis. And Rude, I've actually seen him play before. He, I think he's an up-and-comer, so he could actually be good. And give me a gear in two. Who knows? Yeah, Rude is 20. He's from Norway. So on weekends, he likes uh, whale hunting. And Garen's 22, so he's... And yeah. Rude is uh, 95 in the world at this moment, not counting this tournament. And Garen will be top 50 now, and he won the French Open Juniors. There we go. Six years ago. So, obviously, he's got clay court experience. Well, he's from Chile, so. Yeah. They like that clay down there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, there you go. So, American. Hey, I'll tell you this. I would love more clay quarters to come to Houston. Americans winning a clay court tournament is sacrilege to clay court tennis. It shouldn't happen. And so the more clay quarters that come to Houston, I think the bigger that tournament will get because it's not very big now. Yeah, Galan currently 241 in the world. So a stellar turnout. There, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, they had the Bryans, at least to the semis. And they after didn't that, win it? <laughs> no. Oh, Lord. And after that, they had, uh, I'm sure, a pretty hard time selling those last seats. <laughs> and then hopefully they already sold them. Right. All right. So who cares? Um all right, so I'm going to... Uh, did I already tell you who this was? No. I haven't told you at all. You haven't given me a clue even. Woo-wee. All right, let's see. I'm going to give you... Just to make you look like an idiot. You said they were American. No, I did not. Oh, I thought you did. No, I don't like American players. <laughs> all right, currently, this player is 372 in oh, the world. Oh, God. Well, that takes my... <laughs> Wait a minute. He's from Belgrade, Serbia. Well, I know the answer now, but I'm going to... All right, give it. <laughs> Yanko tips Hey, hiya. <laughs> so why would Yanko Tipsarovich be my favorite player? Because y'all both have glasses. Yeah, but he's got way cooler. <laughs> yeah, no, his are cool. His are trademarked. So no. Former number eight in the world, I believe. Yes, he is uh, 34 oh, years old, not in the world, 34. <laughs> and... Uh, and I recently heard, first of all, I almost got in trouble. I got yelled at, I should say, uh, via text. Not text, email, kind of. But uh, so you are familiar. I've mentioned before the uh, the podcast called The Tennis Podcast. Because we're <laughs> The Tennis Podcast. Right. Called The Re- Tennis Revolution. But this is The Tennis Podcast. Uh, to uh, English people uh, do it over there in England, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and so David Law is the one of the hosts, the co-host, and he was doing an interview with Tip Sarovich. And it w- I I would encourage you don't ha- don't 
delete this podcast to go listen. But after this podcast, go listen to uh, the most recent, um, I think it's the most recent episode of the Tennis Podcast with um, that interview with, with Yanko. Because first of all, here's the, why do you think he's my favorite new player? Um, well, because he was entertaining to listen to. Assume that it's because he agrees with me in some form or fashion. <laughs> That's true. That's he always has, a good he assumption. He's validated me in some form or fashion. So he hates women. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. First, well, actually, this is not the only reason. This, this is a small, small part of it. But he was apparently in some circles, uh, people call him sexist and he, that he doesn't want equality. And he, he quashed that, uh, as you might imagine, and said basically revolving around equal prize money. And I guess he, you know, he talks about that if they want equal prize money, they should play three out of five. Because yeah. he, and he said, "Listen, the men do play, you know, spend more time on court right. with three out of five. That's just a fact." And so, whatever. And, and people, of course, look at that argument and say, "Oh, that's just an argument that sexist people make because the women don't play three out of five. Right? Um, and I, I got news for you: nobody wants to see that. <laughs> but more importantly, what he talked about was he, he and he actually brought up Chelsea, the soccer team, and the you know, English soccer team, but. I uh, I looked at we we talked about the WNBA and NBA for this this thing, but he basically said, "Hey, if if the Chelsea women uh, soccer team, which I think all these English Premier Leagues have uh, a women's um, team as part of their group or whatever, yeah, um, and so the Chelsea women's team or Man United for that matter, so Manchester United is is the I think the 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 highest valued professional sports team in the world. I think so. Multiple, like three billion dollars. Sorry, Jerry Jones. Um, <laughs> you know, so multiple, you know, three. I think up to three billion dollars is its value. Um, so I was thinking about seeing if you wanted to go in half on it. Bye. <laughs> Just a couple more shows, and I'll be there. Yeah. So, um, and so he said basically, if you had the women's version of Manchester, he used Chelsea, but I'll use Manchester United. If if you had the women's team demanding equal pay to the men's team of Manchester United, people would laugh hysterically at you and think that's ridiculous because the amount of money generated by the women's team is is pennies compared right. to the you know the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars annually that Manchester United men uh, generate. Now the host of the of the of the thing said something along the lines of, "Well, because there's structural inequalities that exist, blah 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 blah." Yeah, so what? Right. That's a set. Fix those. That's yeah. fine. Go fix those. But the bottom line is, people aren't lining up, queuing up, as they say over there, <laughs> uh, to get into a Chelsea game or a Man United women's game. Like they are the actual the men's the Premier League men's team, right? They're just not, yeah. And so you can't you know make money out of thin air. You can't snap your fingers and say, oh, well, we'll just pay you out of the gate. Oh, wait, you only made twenty eight dollars at the gate. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> you know. So that's sort of the on that side of thing. Now he had a bunch of other stuff that he talked about. One of which I thought was hugely important and that more important. In terms of agreeing with me, I mean, I don't want to say that the most important thing is equal. <laughs> um, so he, so Tipsarovich was talking about the uh, 
the CEO or whatever, the president of the ATP, uh, Chris Commode, he's he's out after his contract runs out. And so he brought that. So David Law, the, the co-host of the tennis podcast, brought that up, and they were talking about that. And and he and Tim Sarovich basically said, you know, that that the players just can't get together. Because if they could, they'd you know, they'd be in charge. Right. And he used an example. He said he could go find no offense, this is his words quoting his words, a fat Chinese billionaire. I don't know why he's gotta be fat. <laughs> but a fat Chinese billionaire and say, Hey, we're gonna we wanna run a tournament during the Australian Open and the payout is gonna be 50% or whatever right. of the revenue, not 12. Because yeah. I guess the number across the board is 12% of... And that's gone up because at one point I heard it was like 7 or 8 or right. something. And even 12 is not enough. Right. And just because it went up, that's good. Other but sports, not, it's like 50 or 60 typically. Yeah. yeah. The NBA, you know, uh, you know, is a prime example. All of them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's way more. So... So he uh, so he said, you know, we could go to a fat Chinese billionaire, no offense to fat or Chinese or billionaires, um, and, and, and create a tournament and say, hey, you're going to make, you know, this much money every year, but, you know, you just need to pay out 50% of that revenue. You're still going to clear, you know, a couple hundred million right. or a hundred million a year. And somebody would jump at that. And that's exactly what we were saying. Uh, well, I, without the Chinese billionaire, um, we could run the entire ATP season on one court, right? In one venue, yeah. And all it takes is not all it takes. Don't get me wrong, but but if these people think, and he mentioned, he he said a couple of things that people are like might just think, wow, that's crazy. But it, I don't think it is crazy. And what he said was, you don't think that the Australian Open could move to Beijing, right? You don't think the U.S. Open could move to, you know, I don't know where, but you don't think the French Open could move, you know, to wherever? Well, I, and they're going to sell out wherever they are because look at the Labor Cup. I mean, it's been at Prague and Chicago. And it's and, and it's, it's not real. Out. Right. And that, yeah, and that's just had a couple big game players and that's it. There's big money, but it's not real. Right. You can make these tournaments real, and but make them big money. And and some people would go. There would be a split. And if these people don't think even Wimbledon, and he said, what if you moved Wimbledon to Dubai? Yeah. And guess what? There's enough money in Dubai. I think you could. I think Federer would go play Dubai instead of Wimbledon at some point. Right. Um, I guess Yanko lives. Tibsarovich lives there. I guess he's got a house there as well. So that's kind of probably why he said that. But there's plenty of billionaires in that area. And so. Um, if the AP, ATP and or WTA doesn't get their life together, all of that stuff, they they just think, they're sitting there just thinking, oh, this is the way it is and this is how it's going to be. If these players are smart or disciplined or could agree for 10 minutes, they could do whatever they wanted. Right. Because you could say, I'm going to bankrupt Wimbledon. And everybody would say, all right, we're not playing in it. The well, top 100 in the world could say, we're out. Right. When you're telling me that if the U.S. Open brings in $250 million, which is probably lower than what they bring in, but if they bring in $250 million, you're telling me Federer's not worth 10 of that, you know? Well, I think even more than that, you're telling me the first round of qualifying is not worth forty grand. Right. I mean, if you could pay forty grand 
and they pay the first round 120 grand. I think that was a number Tipsarovich threw out. If you can't pay the first round loser, and here's a fantastic way. I've never thought about it. He he said it like this. I, I've kind of thought about it, but not I haven't articulated exactly like he did. He said, You're not paying somebody 40 grand or 120, whatever the number, you know, could be. Right now, I think it's 30. You're not paying somebody 30 grand to lose in the first round. Right. You're paying them thirty grand for being sixty in the world, right? Because they were and, good enough to get in and being in the first round, the way the current system is. Yeah, that's basically their their salary or reward for being in the top hundred. Exactly, and you know, and and to get there, they had to ex, you know spend a ton of money with travel and coaching and you know their agent and right. you know all the rest of it. So, um, so that. I, he's got my vote for president of the player council because that's exactly the kind of talk that needs to be happening. I don't know what the big quote unquote big three is, uh, what they're trying to do. And it sounds like maybe Djokovic is off a little bit to the side of what Feder. I think Feder and Nadal are establishment. Well, I, and I think the problem is that when you've got three players so dominant, why would they want anything to change? Because they're rolling in, you know, in comparison to everyone else, they're rolling. So right. why would they want to change anything? Like Federer should want everything to stay exactly the same for the next 10 years. And I don't know how it works, to be quite honest. I don't know if he's got additional sway or any of those three have additional sway. Uh, But I think they have a representative from each sort of grouping of ranking, like top 10, top 50. You know, I think I know Djokovic is the current of the top. He seems the current powerful one. I'm not sure. Right. I don't know what that power means. Who knows? Yeah. So, you know, I. I mean, think about this. Think about Monte Carlo, which we'll talk about in a minute. If, I mean, I think Monte Carlo, if you look at the pictures, man, (laughs) man, I've got to rob a couple banks because I want to visit. But if you think about Monte Carlo, I mean, what better venue to play tennis in? The players have to absolutely love it. I'm sure just physically being in that environment is wonderful, I'm sure they're spoiled rotten. The town is probably, the city or whatever is probably, everything literally is five. So you're not going to find a Hojo to stay in, you know, or a uh, Super 8. Right. I'm pretty sure everything's five star. And and so, and a lot of them live there, or some, you know, many live there already. You can't tell me that if if, if somebody came along and said, hey, I want to I wanna jack up this prize money. Oh, I don't know. Tenfold. Right. I want to give the winner $14 million. And I want to give the first round players 120000 right. for losing in the first round. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I want to move it a little later in the year. Oh, I don't know. How about a month and a half? <laughs> right on top of the French Open. Yeah. You don't think some people would would play it instead? I bet you they would. Yeah. I bet you they would just because they're, you know, a-holes like me. They just would do it to be different. Uh, and But also, there'd be enough to really force these Grand Slams, force the ATP, the ITF, whoever, to, hey, y'all need to get it together and quit beating us down. And it, it sounds ridiculous. Oh, 60000 you know, $30,000, more than people make in a year in some countries, right. blah, blah, blah. And that's not enough? No, it's not. It's not. Not, not be- when you're spending that much probably per month. No, no, no. I don't care how much they're spending. The tournaments are making well more than enough to pay them more. Right. That's the point. The product is the is the men and women on the court. 
the product is hitting the tennis ball yeah. out there center court, not your dumb venue and beautiful city, although they're lovely. I'm looking at a picture of the beautiful blue Mediterranean. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, there'd be an easy way to see. You just check the tourism numbers, you know, for those cities that have a Grand Slam for those weeks, and it's got to be dramatically higher you know, with the weeks those slams are there than any other time of the year. Now, they are all major world cities that can absorb you know that many people but it's still got to be a nice little tick over right. two weeks um oh you know i mean on new york city you think about new york city and london and paris i mean for pete's sakes melbourne i don't, I don't know i mean they probably have nothing going but like you said they couldn't ever put, since they the couldn't crocodile, put it in cleveland or ever since crocodile hunter 2 <laughs> came out i think australia's <laughs> gone down crocodile dundee too you mean what did i say oh yeah crocodile oh <laughs> poor crocodile hunter yeah crikey um, but no, I mean, you couldn't put it in Oklahoma City or you'd have to be, like you said, a major city. But again, if the money was there, people don't really care. Definitely the players are not going for where they are. They're going for their prestige and the money. Sometimes, That's to some it. degree. Right, right. Um, yeah, but I, I think you could put a dent in these tournaments even enough to the point where they could get their acting gear. And I've got no problem with the percentage being 40%. Well, all it would take, even less than what you're saying, all it would take is Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, Serena, Sharapova, those five saying we're not playing, we're not yeah. playing Wimbledon this year unless our the prize money, overall prize money's increased, you know, every twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, that that would be all it would take. And what would probably happen is they would test their bluff, they would call their bluff the first time, and then they would have way lower revenue that year. Well, let me tell you, you want to you want to talk about one of the greatest moves of all time PR for any of these players. What if they said the top, top players that have, I mean, there's only three that have a chance to win the men's, <laughs> uh, but let's say they said all, you know, the, the top, the big three men and, and a couple others, uh, you know, maybe even the top 10 and then on the women, the top 10, and they all agreed, we will not play and we will vocally not play. A matter of fact, we're going to go down to Dallas and play in the old Tennis Revolution podcast tournament. Um, just throwing out there, any agents listening. Yeah, it's uh, going to be broadcast on the rival network of whatever the yeah. slam is on. Then, uh, you know, it, but here's what they would have to say. We want the revenue of, you know, the average last five years or whatever, 40% of that revenue to be divided amongst the you know the 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 qualifying and main draw with an increase of make it like regressive right make it like the first round gets you know a forty percent bump the next round is thirty five percent bump right so that way when you get to the top they're not going from three million to twenty million right maybe three million to two you know two extra million maybe whatever but then the rest of that money is all the lower first of all. They will be heroes beyond belief to everybody ranked outside the top fifty, right? Because that'd be incredible uh, for them. Yeah, and then they would also look like magnanimous. Boom! There's my word for this week. <laughs> uh, because they're taking money, quote unquote, out of their pockets and putting their, you know, livelihood, so to speak, not really, but on the line, saying, "Hey, I'm going to boycott this tournament." It's really hurting their legacy. I mean, that's another chance to win a slam that they won't get. But Well, and do you think that these tournaments aren't paying, back to our first segment, aren't paying Tiger Woods appearance fees because they know their revenue for the tournament is going to be dramatically higher if he plays? 
I mean, oh sure. I mean, everybody's paying you know top players in sports to play. I mean, they didn't give Odell Beckham that huge contract just because they're going to win more games. They know it's going to put more people in the stands, right? You know, I mean, it's that has something to do with it, obviously, but they know what people are paying to see. So that's the idea that people have to really have to separate is that the two things. Number one, the big thing, like I said, that Tipsarovich brought up was you're not getting paid for losing the first round. You're getting paid for being at the level that you could lose in the first round. Yeah. I couldn't lose in the first round. <laughs> I know right. I literally could not lose in the first round. Doesn't mean I win in the first round. It means I won't even be there ever. Yeah. So there's a, a you know a tiny point oh oh one percent of people in the world that could lose in the first round of Grand Slam, and and the only people I may disagree with that on are the wild cards. Outside of that, yeah, but you're if you're a wild card, you, you had are, some reason you got in. You're given a free pass into that round, knowing those parameters that right. you're going to get this much money, and so I you know that's that's giving somebody a lottery ticket. It's not that they don't deserve it; they right. don't as far as their level, but they do because that's what a wild card's for. So right. I don't begrudge that whole situation. And you could easily solve that anyway by just saying, you know, you limit to X number of wild cards in your career or whatever. Once you've had two, you don't get any more. Or something, whatever. You, yeah. Or even not. It doesn't matter. to me. See, to me, it doesn't matter because ultimately, if if they're wrong on that wild card and that person doesn't, make it to another you know main draw of a tournament right. then so be it but th- the tournament says hey this car- the wild card is worth this much well know? and that happens in any sport i mean yeah. you might have a 35 nothing blowout in the nfl they still get their check that week yeah whether they earned it or not oh they did <laughs> so anyway so that was one thing and again the other thing is it's not it's not that whole thing of all oh, millionaires arguing with billionaires like you know people always talk about in the football it's there is a pool of money that is being made regardless of how the breakdown is. I mean, the bottom line is the U.S. Open is making a ton of hundreds of millions of dollars, no matter what. So now the difference is, where does it go? Do we want it to go to the jackasses at the top that keep messing up this game? No, I want it to go to the people who are actually the reason we're there at the U.S. Open paying for ticket prices. And so well, I'm looking up John Isner and he became pro. Well, of course, this doesn't say, but in his entire, oh, in his entire career, he's made $18 million. Well, that's not, the, oh, 2007. So that's 12 years. And that's not that much. I mean, it's 1.5 million a year. And he's been the number one American for the majority of that time. Yeah. That's 1.5 million a year. And he's been top 10 in the world for a lot of that time. I mean, that's not very much money when you think about any other sport. Right. And the amount of money that the tournaments have brought in. in that's that time. the key. To me, that's always the key. And it solves the argument of, oh, rich people just wanting to get richer. No. They are part of a system that generates a certain amount of money. They're the key reason for the money being generated. And they should get a bulk of it. Well, I think we hear every year, what is it, seven, 800,000 people go to the U.S. Open? I mean, on average, every person there is spending at least $100, surely. Oh, man, let me tell you. I mean, so that's that's already in the hundreds of millions, just based on that. That's not counting TV deals and things like that. So, I mean, the, the money's there to be handed out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, but that's um, how they grow the game and do all these great programs for us, Coach. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right. So the most important thing we've got to talk about today is what do you think? 
Monte Carlo. Yeah, baby. The real clay court season starts now. How dare you? Without Federer. How (laughs) dare you? um, Houston spray painted their clay (laughs) for you. (laughs) I would like to get a clarification on somebody who is in Houston standing on the clay (laughs) uh, and let just let me know if it's real live European type clay. Um, Because to me, that makes a difference. Well, and I'd like to know if um, that person thinks Fetter's the best on clay, too. (laughs) (laughs) Not nice, behave. All right, so we got Monte Carlo, the one seed, Novak, the two seed, Nadal. Ooh, fancy. And apparently Novak said, I want to play and beat Nadal at the French Open, which makes sense. I mean, nobody else in the world's any good at tennis except the big three, and <laughs> he's the best on clay, theoretically, even though Djokovic is now. Uh, and so if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? There we go. I like that reference. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty, and I did the, all the sound effects were my own. That's right. We've gone back into the uh, I don't, I 20th hope, century. I hope people know who that is. He just had a big special on uh, something, Netflix or something. Oh, really? Or maybe it was ESPN. We had a 30 for 30 a few months ago. Maybe it was a 30 for 30. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest. Some would say the greatest. <laughs> uh, who are we talking I was about? I trying to think of his other, uh, his other lines. Uh, styling and profiling. Styling and profiling. <laughs> yeah, and you know, teams of all sports call him in to like motivate like weekly. He like just goes and speaks to some random college or uh, pro team to like pre-match motivational speech the nature boy rick flair rick flair who's, yeah who's literally i think mid-60s now oh and he's just busted to pieces yeah and he was wrestling actively until like maybe three or four years ago busted to pieces so um all right so yeah so we've got nadal uh is the two Djokovic is the one monte carlo what a wonderful place <laughs> 5.5 mil Red clay, whatever. <laughs> um, Who knows what that is anymore? Yep. And uh, and they started today, which is Sunday, so they got matches uh, going. So that's exciting. Yeah, and I, you know, we've talked about his team playing also. Um, unfortunately, yes, because those are the top three clay quarters. Well, he's the four seed because they don't, <laughs> and Zverev is the three seed. It was. No, no, he. That was, oh, that was last week. That, that was he lost last first week. Round. He lost first round <laughs> when, when he was the one seed. <laughs> um, so uh, you know he's got a little bit less pressure, I guess. Right. So he's going to play a wild card or a qualifier. Zverev will play. So he's got because of course they don't think the seeds have already managed for being better. <laughs> they all give him a buy. Right. So every every seed's got a buy, which is fantastic. Um, so Zverev is waiting for the winner of a wild card. And a qualifier. The qualifier, Juan Ignacio Landero from Argentina. Wow. Chela's cousin. Maybe. And wild card, Felix Alger Adiasi. Oh, God. He's still, because of that 42-day rule we yep. talked about, he still has to, get, has to get wild cards. Yep. So hopefully <laughs> he will get through that first round, and then he will play Zverev, because I think that will be fantastic to see. Um, Warinka is through. He beat uh, Luca Puyi 
And that just gives you, again, somebody who was out for a while, and he's back, and he's not one of the big three, but he's the big four, which, again, we say is interchangeable with all the guys. Chilich, Delpo, uh, Warinka. Yeah. Who else? Murray. Right. And I think think Murray might be a three and a half. Yeah. And I don't care. Remember, nobody that's, if you haven't won a slam. Right. Yeah, so he and Warinka are the closest. Yeah, Chilich, Warinka. Uh, Delpo trip. Delpo. That's it, about it. And I guess Andy and a half. Half of Andy. Yeah. So, Juanrica's already through to the second round, and he's going to play uh, Jamir, Jamir, whatever his name is. <laughs> Demir, Zmer. And he is somebody that, just if he gets a favorable draw of the French, you just never know. Because he's obviously got the game, and he's obviously got the confidence on that surface. Yeah. Well, he's playing Chechenato, so. That'll be a good test for him. Yeah. Um. So we've got those two going, which is nice. Um, but see, I don't want to see, like this is what we've talked about before. Do you want to see Djokovic and Nadal play each other before the French, or would you rather that yeah. be the first time they play? No, I don't care. <laughs> Every time they, if they both get to the finals, I'm right again. Well, yeah. But I just mean, I think it makes the French more exciting if they haven't played leading up to it. Because huh. if, be, if Nadal beats him three times leading up to it and they play in the French, it's like, oh, big deal. Right. Well, what's gonna happen. I was just about to say, but what if they go back and forth from now till then? Yeah, that makes a little difference. But they're only going to play two of these tournaments, so right. what does it matter? Yeah, they'll uh, play Madrid in this probably. Right. Well, Nadal will play all of them because that's where he gets all his points every year. Ouch. <laughs> Talking smack. <laughs> all right, so uh, here's another player who injury out of nowhere, old as dirt, and he's already going to be better than all the next next gens and the next gens. <laughs> Protected ranking. Oh, he's back. Joe Wilford Sanga. Yeah, I saw he uh, won some matches in the last tournament. He sure did. Almost beat Pear. Yeah. Yeah, three is, sets. Is your favorite player playing? Who's that? Tip service. <laughs> oh, um, probably didn't qualify. No. 325. I'm not even sure he's actually actively on the tour still. He is. Okay. He's been out for five years. He said he's had seven surgeries. Oh. Five, again, referring to the um, the pot, the um, I'm sorry, the tennis podcast because we're the tennis podcast <laughs> of record. Did he specify if any of those were paid for by the tour? Oh, I don't know. That, no. I, that I don't know. No. Uh, I would imagine not. So anyway, he's had seven surgeries over five years and he's finally... Um, back physically where he feels all right he's had a couple fits and starts over the last five years um but he's he's kind of gone yeah i've seen his name randomly in draws the last few years so we've got uh another couple key uh so anyway so yeah so uh joe willie playing taylor fritz american okay so he'll get through (laughs) songo will be playing the winner of Kyle Edmund and Diego Schwartzman, which, to be honest, could go either way. Right. Um, you would think Schwartzman, but who knows? Yeah, and then I, I'm telling you, man, Joe Willie's playing some ball right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to see him get through, and he'll in the third round, he'd play Joker. Um, so that'd be a fun test for Joker. Um, who beat Songo for his very first Australian Open. There you go. Uh, what do we have? Some other notables. So seats a pass. He beat he beat by in the first round, so he's into the second round. Does that guy ever win? In the back draw sometimes. <laughs> but the bye comes forward. Um, Dominic team again, he'll be playing a qualifier or Martin Cleezan. 
So he's. I don't really know what to think about CT Foss on Clay. His game seems like it would be fine for Clay, but I don't I haven't seen him enough on Clay to really know. Uh, David Goffin is in that section with Team uh, and along with Hatchinoff. So they're it's really loaded with everybody but Federer. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's back on Clay. <laughs> Glad he's playing the clay court season. Uh, of course, your always ever wild card, Fanini, <laughs> 13 seed. He's yeah. Playing, he's playing qualifier Rublev. So mm, not an easy first round. Not at all. And he'll play either Gilles Simon or qualifier. Uh, you know, I like a French Gilles Simon to get through to the, there. And that could be a tough also test if Fanini makes it the second round. Gilles Simon could go through. So you got Nishikor and Korich. Um, a couple lines apart, so they could be third-round opponents. And uh, Fernando Verdasco is uh, trying to win to play into Nishikori. Hmm. Uh, but he's got Herbert. Yeah. Pierre Hughes Herbert. Well, he's not a clay quarter. No, he's a Frenchie. He should be a clay quarter. <laughs> right. Um, what else do we have here? So um, my, my top matchup, really my two top matchups early, is I want to see Joe Wilford – um, get through, which will be two matches, but get through to play Djokovic. If he does that, I'm I'm like, wow, okay, this this is the weakest. Well, and that may give us an indication of where both those guys are after yeah. that. Yeah, that's true too. So that's the first one, and that's up at the the top couple lines. He's up there in the top half, the top half of the top half, and then and Felix then the and, Zverev. and then the other one is Felix and Zverev. That'd be a second round matchup, and again. That's next next gen in Felix against next gen. Which we love. Three in the world <laughs> next gen Zverev. Or can we start calling that never gen? That's never confusing. gen. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that. Never. That's the greatest thing you've ever given to this podcast. <laughs> the never gen. Never gen. gen. <laughs> so Zverev, part of the never See, gen. See, if I had Twitter, I could hashtag that. It'd be perfect. I'm hashtagging that right now. Well, I'll hashtag it during that match. Next, <laughs> I'll call it hashtag next next gen versus never gen. Um, so, yeah. So, you got Zverev. That's my second exciting matchup is FAA against Zverev. And then, and, and Nadal just... You know, and and uh, at the bottom with Djokovic at the top, of course, that's just what I want to see. Right? Doesn't it all have any stepping stones before he gets deep? Well, he beat by, of course. Uh, his second round is going to be uh, Batista Agu, mm. um, and the Mi- John Millman. How winner. is Batista Agu unseated? He must have dropped. So Batista Agu and Millman in the first round. So that winner will play Nadal, and then. He would play Dimitrov, but he's going to lose in the second round. <laughs> uh, he'll probably lose in the second round to Shapovalov, right? Um, who's got a, okay? So he's actually got a pretty tough draw there for his. Well, Shapo, yeah, 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 but yeah, Goot, and then yeah, he's going to make him work. Yeah, um, if uh, Batista Goot gets through, he'll he'll make Nadal work. You would hope, right? So that's actually too tough for the normal draws for the top two seeds, top three seeds. Yeah, well, any draw is tough for. <laughs> um, and yet he still somehow stays in the top four year-round. And look, we got Borna Chorich, who's supposed to be, you know, whatever. And then, yeah. and then, like you said, team, who really has, I mean, he's got... Goffin is his third round, and then Hatchinoff would be after that. You know a new, a new stat I want for ranking? I want a stat that's points per tournament. 
and I guarantee you Zverev will be ranked 80th if the stats were points per tournament. And same with team. <laughs> because, again... They just play him. Federer will be number one for the next 10 years. Yeah. Because he gets, you know, a thousand points or more every tournament. But to me, that's these, the statistics now, the rankings are so wonky because the players are playing so different, such different amount of tournaments. It's kind of, I'd rather have a point, sort of like ERA. It'd be like, well, yeah, you know, if I pitched all 162 games, I'm going to have 60 wins. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm the best pitcher. Right. That's why they have ERA. I think that's what we need. We need like points per tournament ranking. That would be a lot more meaningful. Yeah, I'm. Hey, I like it. So we've got uh, Istanbul and Stuttgart next week, and really the only tournament is Jingzhou, but that's only a 125k. So the women are chilling. Yeah, uh, they just wrapped up in Bogota. In case you're wondering, with my girl. I'm gonna tell you something, buddy. Let me tell you something. Sometimes we record at the wrong time, and we don't get to talk about stuff that matters um and in this case we missed out on our girl (laughs) um let me see the draw here do we need to go back no we don't No. so we got um let's see at least give me the semifinals where the finals it's not giving me anything it's ridiculous wta website's terrible if you ask me both of them actually are really if you ask me so it doesn't even all right, forget they're it. not neither of them are that user friendly no they're not anywho so much for that idea like they're pretty much the only thing i ever use those for are searching players that's it yeah and really i don't even need that i can just google them and get the same you know information well apparently they all need to call whoever did the masters <laughs> that was uh dope so anyway so in bogota um and a samova one which is exciting and I think it's her first, right? That's got to be. And then at Lu- that level, anyway. Yeah, and then in Lugano, which I don't even know where that's at. <laughs> Wasn't uh, the Olympics there one year? Hergog and uh, <laughs> uh, defeated a Schweitek, who I don't even know. Who that, is. <laughs> that sounds like a technical college. Nice, Schweitek. Schweitek. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm sorry I missed that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. So yeah, yeah, we have Masters this week. Our, yeah. our version of Masters. Yeah, that's exciting. That Yeah, the real Masters. Who cares about golf? Golf is stupid. <laughs> Are you ready for Corey's Corner? Oh, my God. I didn't even know you had <laughs> Before one. you cut me off, I'm, I was saving it this time. All right, so, well, all right, so, well, let's wrap up Rolex real quick. Or is this part of Rolex? No, no, go ahead. Let's go ahead and wrap up Rolex. So, those were my, um, uh, you know, looks at the draw. Um, do you have the draw up? No, but oh my God, you're a loser. <laughs> you're such a loser. I don't, you know. You were so ready for your. You've been, I am. You've been tapping your for leg once. I'm ready for the corner. I don't know how long <laughs> now. It's uh, not even close. But no, what did you basically agree with everything I said? Oh yeah, I mean the well, except for what you said about wanting to see Djokovic at all. I don't want to see that because I'd rather save it for you know the French Open. Just because I think it's, I just think it ruins it a little bit. It's like, well, I've already seen these guys play. And yeah, even if one guy wins three times in a row, it doesn't mean for sure he's going to win the French. But to me, it makes a little less drama. It's funny. The headline I'm seeing is Djokovic at all face difficult Monte Carlo draws. Hey, we just talked about that. So obviously we weren't the only ones that thought that. So anyway, so those are sort of the, you know, I have no, I hold no hope for the, the next great clay hope Dominic team. Come on. <laughs> um, you know, Hatching off, sees the pass. Uh, the 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 next next gen. 
You know, uh, I'd like to see what they're able to do on clay. Oh, and of course, on the AT website, I click it and it doesn't come up. And then FAA. Well, that's all right. We got it. That's perfect. They only need to hear me. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and hopefully, uh, Grigar won't just fall apart again. He made it through the first round, I see. No, I just, what I always want to see is, like we've talked about, those next-gen and never-gen matchups. And the, you know, those, that's what I, those are the things I look for because those are the ones that I, just to me tells kind of validates what we're saying. Yeah. Now I've got yeah. it here. Wonderful. Yeah. I mean, exciting radio riveting. Well, no, it won't, the ATV, you must not be looking on the ATV website. The ATV website will not let me pull up the draw. I click draw and nothing happens. No, I just went to Monte Carlo anyway. All right. Well, yeah. It's typical. That's what we just well, talked about. Again, the most important thing of course <laughs> is Corey's corner. So, yes. So you talked about today. Give it to me. 14 years later, Tiger Woods riveted the world by winning the Masters. Is there any player that could make a comeback at the U.S. Open and generate that same kind of attention? Any player, past, present, retired, current, that would generate that kind of buzz? All right, so... Male or female, obviously. All right, I don't understand exactly what you're saying. (laughs) I'm saying, is there any player that is going to get the ratings and the attention that Tiger Woods got today. So a tennis If player. that happened in the U.S. Open tennis tournament. So would I ever say this about a tennis player? Tiger, 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 Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> I love the scream at the end. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Um, and I really, I don't know that there is. To me, the closest, I was going to say the closest in the past that we had to this was Jimmy Connors, which was you know now almost thirty years ago, but he was the closest but of there a was comeback player. No chance he was going to win that <laughs> U.S. Open. Really, I mean, there was no chance he was going to win that U.S. Open. Well, and that's the problem with tennis because you're as a player you're getting progressively worse every round if you're you know past your prime. Right. So I mean, that's the problem is there really is no possible way of this happening in tennis, but. You know, I'm just saying if somebody was in the semis, if somebody made the quarters or the, even the final, I what, mean, what would so get people to tune in? Put it this way, all right? Jimmy Connors made it to the semifinals. And got crushed. And got bad. routined right. by Jim Courier, 3-3-2. Three, three, and two. And did he beat anybody in the top 10 leading up to that? Uh, I don't know. I don't, Crickstein was close, maybe. And I mean, Paul Harhus is you know, a good player. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. But so if Roddick comes out of retirement, and of course the difference is Tiger Woods hasn't been retired. He's been on the tour. But if if, Tiger, if Roddick comes back at the U.S. Open and somehow makes a semi, is there going to be huge buzz on that semifinal afternoon, people watching him? Man, if you're at my house, yes. <laughs> if you're, ta- if you're watching... Obviously nobody in tennis has a star power of Tiger Woods, but I'm just saying who would be the most comparable to that? If I'm taking notes for the podcast and, and Roddick's coming back, yes. <laughs> but who would that be? Man. I only thought of one player. Don't tell me. I'm not. And, and it wouldn't... And the reason I thought of this player is they're on the tour now, but it's been a long time since they've won. Who we... Vince Spadia? <laughs> Not a, since they've won a match. He ain't afraid of you. <laughs> he definitely rapped at the yes, Challenger uh-huh. arena that he was in. <laughs> and and that was his big line, Vince Spadia. Ain't uh, which af- I thought was great. Ain't afraid of you. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, 
See that rivals Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Yep. Who could it be? Give me a hint. Well, female. I was thinking female, and I the first thought I thought was Azarenka. Okay. That, was, that may get generate worldwide buzz. I'm saying American female. Would it, oh, American female. Hmm. Hmm. And again, hasn't won a major in a long time. Venus? Yeah. Wow. That's the only one that I think you know, people could get excited about. It, they didn't get excited about it because she played Serena in the Australian Open. And one, it's the Australian, which is 2.30 in the morning. And number two, it was against Serena. So I, it's like, she will, would be the only one I would think. I will say the only difference is she's she's closer than Tiger Woods was for a while. I know. That's the problem. There's no player that's just that's been why, gone. That's why if, if Azarenka was... W- it was Venus if they switch in terms right. of the red, then it would be amazing. Yeah, but she's been right there, and if she would have played somebody else besides you know besides her sister and her niece, <laughs> um, hmm. But that's the problem in tennis. There's nobody that's just sort of lingering in the one to two hundreds that used to be a legend because most of them just retire. Well, it's <laughs> way more of a physical sport, of course, yeah. than golf. No offense to golf, and I'm sure many many golfers <laughs> could beat me up. I get it, but. <laughs> Because obviously anybody could come to retirement and tomorrow make our story, but that's not realistic. You're trying to think about somebody that's semi-realistic. Because obviously if Hingis made a run, that would be amazing. And Yeah. But you're talking about someone who's actually actively on the tour. Steffi Groff. Yeah, yeah. She's kind of amazing. She lives in Vegas now. Right. So. I mean, yeah, exactly. We could, we could have said Agassi or Sampras, but it's got to be somebody who's like on the tour at least to some degree. And I like where your head's at with... No, there we go. Sorry, technical <laughs> difficulty. Lost the audience. Well, I like where, you're, where your head's at because uh, you tried to trick me <laughs> and, and, and make it look like it was going to be a guy. That's right. But one of the first places I went to was Azarenka. Told you we're not sexist. <laughs> I can't think of any man that would draw that kind of buzz. Well, I just don't think Roddick would be a threat to that level. Yeah, and it's not a fair comparison because he's been off the tour for yeah. you know, six or eight years. That too. But yeah, there's no guy. I mean... Yeah, I don't even know who. You, I mean, Hewitt would have to be. I mean, he's but he's been off the tour even. Sort of. But there's just not there's not really anybody in that age range or you know that skill level that would even have a chance. Right. Yeah. No, I like it. That's uh, finally you bring something. To <laughs> it's about time. But it's sad because, like, I do feel like Connors was a huge event. And yeah, I mean, too. But you don't really like you saying he has no chance. Of course, is true. But the vast majority of people watching that didn't think that at the time, just because they were living in the past. And I think no, people would be that, the same way. They knew he didn't have a chance, but they didn't know how far true. away that chance was. True, how about true. that? How yeah. about that? Um, and that would be the same Roddick. If he came back and won a match, they'd be like, wow, he won a match. And then if he won somehow a second round, it'd be like, wow, can he actually win another round? Like nobody would say he's going to win the tournament. Right. And I'm sure nobody was saying that about Connors at that, in that semi. What a Corey's corner. Man, sometimes you surprise me. <laughs> got the never gen and the corner today. Oh, yeah. The never gen out. is the absolute highlight. That's the <laughs> that's one for the I'm, I'm proud of that. I like that. I lo- I'm done with I, the next. Don't ever let us say next gen again. Uh, well, I'll forget. But I know. I'll try. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's. Uh, now, here's the other thing about that. I don't think we need it. And the reason we don't need. So, first of all. 
Well, we don't need it because all our greats are currently playing. Tennis didn't need it even back then, though. I mean, yeah. they, it was in a pretty good place back then. Um, so having having that was such a bonus. Nobody looked at that like, oh god, this is going to save tennis. Well, they're they're that's what they're looking at, right? I think, and you know, they should be anyway. Uh, looking at in regards to. Tiger Woods come, you know, having, I don't know if it's a comeback. Why well, Jack Nicholas posted something about, oh, it's so great for golf. I'm like, well, is it really great for golf? That yes. A 43 year old wins. Yes. It is. Yep. It, it, it's so different. I think it is, but here's why I said they did such a good job bouncing around the coverage. I think they realized, unlike tennis, that we need they're to not going to live on Tiger. On You're going to capitalize yeah. on the fact that 50 million people are watching and show them all these other amazing players. Yeah. Whereas tennis, they're going to show Serena the whole time, and then when it switches to someone else, they're like, who's this? <laughs> Serena matches over. I'm going to tune out. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. So first of all, we're not as in dire a place as golf. And so with that, I think if Federer retired but Nadal didn't, I, I'm, I actually I see Nadal retiring first. Um, I do too. But uh, yeah, so if if one of them retires first, we still got two. Even if two of them retire, we still got Joker for you know longer. Right. Probably a fair amount longer. He missed some time, and he you know he wants to, um you know I don't, right he wants to get that record. There's no doubt, and, and every other record. <laughs> um, but uh, but here's the other thing that we have. I think, and I maybe I'm sexist. I don't know. Um, somebody will tell me I'm sure of it. Um, and that is that our women, <laughs> that sounds sexist right there. <laughs> our women, our women can carry tennis. I think. Yeah. Um, that is the advantage of we have being so interlocked that when one side is, you know, awful, in a slump, the other say one awful can pick it up. Awful. You well, it will be awful when Federer and all are gone. Um, so yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. And, um, and it, I think it's probably within seven years we're going to have to find out. Right. Uh, either we can kind of piece together some players here that can do something, uh, or the women are going to have to carry the burden for a while, which women have been doing for <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. And congrats to Keys, by the way. I said she would never beat Wozniacki, and she did, so... Go ahead and mark me wrong on that. Oh, I already did. <laughs> I marked you when you said it wrong. When you said it. <laughs> I was uh, impressed. And again, I mean, that right there just shows, you know, the depth of women's tennis. I, and I'm telling you, it, it is a fine line. I get it. It's a fine line. I, I hate women, all right? <laughs> but I still praise them. I'm kidding, of course. But people look at it, you know, I get tweets or emails or something about, you know, how, why we can say that, like, why we say that about the men versus the women when, you know, when the, when the big three are gone, the men will look like the women do now, right? Right. But they won't. And my argument has always been Serena Williams. <laughs> she has always been, or she always is, the, uh, the, the, the sort of standard which you can compare. The men don't have a standard. Right. Because no one can beat the top three. So when somebody beats Serena and then they also do well when she's gone, it's like, all right, well, at least we had Serena. She did that too. She beat, you know, whoever it was beat Serena or was competing with Serena. And now she's competing on her without Serena. So it, 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 it carries over or however you want to say it. So anyway. Yeah. All right. I think that's everything. What do you think? I think that's it. Man. 
It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to be back. We haven't been gone, but it seems like we have. Well, just, you know, it, it, the tennis season is going right now, and so it's like... A lot of activities between recordings. So it's, uh, yeah, so anywho. All right, everybody, please, by all means, follow us on Twitter, all right? There's one reason and one reason only to follow us on Twitter, and that's I say dumb stuff. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I say fantastic stuff, and people just think it's dumb. <laughs> They're wrong. Yes. Um, so tennis rev pod on Twitter at tennis rev pod. Now you will get tweets on that. So if you don't mind being bothered a little bit, you'll get tweets. Well, and the tweets are our show, which you must already like because you're following us on Twitter. And really it's a mainly, so you'll get it and then retweet it for the love of all things holy why would you listen to this thing and not do that oh my why would you follow us on twitter (laughs) and not retweet it's a button people one button right i I think i'm not (laughs) not 100 clear if you don't want to be bothered we have something for you too it's called instagram and you may be thinking wait what wait what (laughs) yeah we will we refuse to send a picture on Instagram or a story, whatever that is. I can't even read, so how would I send you a story? <laughs> but Instagram is at Tennis Revolution Pod. Spelled all the way out. How do you like that? Tennis Revolution Pod on Instagram. Follow us for the fun of it because you'll get nothing. You will get nothing from us on Instagram. Um, maybe a direct message, actually. Don't scare them off. No, yeah, you're right. That happened. <laughs> All right, so that's the ways you follow us. You can do email on the website. Who? Come on, it's 2019. Nobody cares about stuff like that. That's boring. Um, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this. What makes this thing so fun for you to listen to besides us is if lots of other people are listening to it too. Come on, you don't want to be all alone. Y'all can make fun of us together. How pitiful is that if you're sitting here listening all alone? Get your friends out here. Get people involved. Spread the word, um, and particularly in like heavy, heavy tennis type states, like you know, I don't know, Texas, Maine. California. I was thinking Maine, maybe <laughs> Alaska. Yeah, yeah, they need more tennis. Honestly, uh, yeah. So that's it. So anything else? That's it. Whew, thank goodness. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for joining the revolution. Bye, guys. Clay Courts.